0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Riverdale recap podcast. Today we will be talking about the ninth episode of Riverdale season one, La Grande Delusion. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski and I am joined as always by the wonderful Kirsten McInnes who you just missed doing <laughs> some fantastic ASMR. Kirsten you want to give us any of that? Was it actually like okay or was it really bad? I mean the tapping on the phone sounded pretty good. I Well that's because I've got these great here. I'll just do that where uh... you know you grab your phone. Anyways, uh, so there's the end of this podcast. I'm doing okay, better now. I that didn't I have. ask you how you were, but I mean that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Bye, Hannah. How are you? I care how you oh, are. Oh,
1: thank you. I'm doing all right. Brian and I were just watching The Quiet Place, and I'm kind of we just stopped in the middle of it. It's a pretty stressful part, but. You know, it's a good movie. It's a...
0: Wait, I'm sorry. You made Brian stop watching a movie so that you could record this Riverdale podcast? Yes. Wow. Hannah, wife of the year. (laughs) Now, Hannah, was it reassuring for you when I started whispering then because you're in the middle of A Quiet Place? (laughs) No. (laughs) I am
1: more aware of all the sounds that I make when I'm walking around my house now, but I am okay knowing that, hey, this is not going to happen until like 2020. So we're good.
0: It's like A Quiet Place scared me so much because I i have never been quiet in my life <laughs> and so i just know that i would die a horrific death and it's scary but it would be quick the animals are pretty quick yeah that's true but who would feed my cat mm, i haven't a seen a quiet place <gasps> it's good i saw it in theaters and it was so anxiety-inducing <laughs> i have seen the movie La Grande Illusion. <laughs> Yeah, it's a movie. I didn't know that. What's oh, the movie about, yes. Mary? Yeah, I'll go ahead and introduce that now. I'm butchering however you're supposed to pronounce that properly, but The Grand Illusion is a 1937 French film by Jean Renoir, and it's about the First World War where two French soldiers are captured and imprisoned in a German POW camp, and they try to escape several times, and they eventually are sent to a seemingly impenetrable fortress, which seems impossible to escape from. That's what the word impenetrable means. <laughs> It's not really. It means you can't get in. I feel like if you can't get in it makes sense that you can't get out. Yeah, so. I guess. It's it's a it's a really good movie. I had to watch it for one of my film classes in college and it's black and white film and it's you know, French. So you gotta read them subtitles. En Français. But it's really, it's really good, and it's it's like surprisingly funny, given the description oh. I just gave there. I mean, it's actually like a pretty funny movie, so highly recommend it. We're, we're just doing things in weird order today. I feel like I didn't really get to introduce everyone because we had some jokes up at the top, but we're, we're nine episodes <laughs> in, so I assume everyone knows who we are. Mary Kukowski, Kirsten McInnes, Kirsten of the almost-on-Big Brother Canada 6, <laughs> Mary of the Kowski cast, and uh, Hannah Elam of My Friend from College. And also of Instagram, (laughs) of Instagram, of wife of Brian. We can call you that. She's of Brian, (laughs) of Brian. Oh my gosh, Hannah of House Elam. Oh, I'm not. Is that a
1: Game of Thrones reference? I don't know. I guess. God, I don't do Game of Thrones.
0: You, didn't you for a little while,
1: though? No. I did Westworld. I mean, you World. did Westworld. You, yeah. you
0: saved yourself a lot of grief. I always so. find it interesting when people watch Westworld but not Game of Thrones. Why? I, I I feel like, yeah, they are the same like kind of show in like the reception and who tends to like them. Westworld, I have watched every episode up to the finale of season two. And I hated season two so much that I'm never going to watch the finale or any other episodes.
1: I haven't seen season two yet.
0: I, but I, I really liked the first half of season, season two. Season one? One was so good and season two like started okay. I don't, I, I don't know. know. I, I think my thing is that I, I, I came into watching Game of Thrones like that was the first thing I'd ever seen on HBO. So like that's what I knew HBO as. I didn't know they made other shows and so I just assumed everyone else was like me and had come into HBO seeing Game of Thrones and then only stuck around to like see the other stuff because of Game of Thrones, which I know is mm-hmm. not how HBO works. <laughs> I feel, I think what was my first HBO show? Probably True Blood. See, like these shows I had heard of, just didn't know they were HBO. I think you would really like Drew Blythe. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I'd like. I'd probably Until like. You know what end. she didn't like?
1: This episode of Riverdale. Yeah.
0: All okay, right, <laughs> so this is let's jump into this. This is my thank you, Hannah, for <laughs> getting us back on track. Hannah is the uh the one steamrolling this operation. See, the thing is, steamrolling wait, no, that's a negative thing. What am I trying to say? I don't know. I'm trying to say like to keep it moving. Streamlining, yes. Let's go with that. So the thing about this episode is it may or not not be my least favorite episode of Riverdale. Spoiler alert, it is. It's also one that I've watched so many times recently because I am trying to get through the show with my sister. We are now midway through season two. Yay, finally. I remember we getting to this episode and I watched it with my mom and then, because I was trying to watch the show with my mom and my sister, but they kept not being available at the same time. So I watched it with my mom and then I watched it with my sister to find out she fell asleep halfway through and then I had to watch (laughs) it again. So I had to watch it like three times in a row after I'd already seen it the first time and not for this podcast because I wasn't taking notes, so it was very frustrating. Anyway, not my favorite episode. I don't I don't even know what it is that I don't like about it. I think it may
1: be the personal association with the episode and not necessarily what's <laughs> in the episode, the fact that you're frustrated that you had to watch it so many times.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think if you have, I think if you watch any episode of Riverdale more than <laughs> half of a time, you will resent it. Yeah. Just I mean, stop halfway through and everything will make perfect sense. And then it's, it's fine. great. You can watch As long as you only watch 21 minutes per episode of Riverdale, you're fine. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, because I feel like the first 21 minutes of this episode, kind of nothing happened. Everything kind of happened in the last 20 minutes, so. Yeah, so just watch the second half. All right, good enough. Anyway, so let's jump in. Let's talk about the Jughead voiceover. Another long one. I'll try to blow through this one a little bit faster. (laughs) Like, what is with, I don't know, I feel like early episodes, it was a lot shorter of a voiceover. Now the voiceovers are like, we're getting into the narrative, Mary. Okay, sorry. Let's jump in. No, no, I'm I'm saying that's why it's longer he's getting into <laughs> yes, the narrative know, of the story <laughs> all right i mean jughead at least is actually giving us some like good information here for once okay sicker than blood more precious than oil riverdale's big business is maple syrup since the town's founding one family has controlled its lucrative syrup trade the blossoms they were part of the fabric of our daily lives rich or poor old or young we consumed blossom syrup by the bucket which sounds disgusting by the way that sickly sweet smell was inescapable the death of jason blossom precipitated a crisis with the heir apparent gone who would inherit the family business one day certainly not cheryl it was a question that brought the wolves to riverdale and now the blossoms were circling the wagons against possible attack from within their own ranks he's trying to like do a lot of metaphors here The one of
1: the things in the video of this voiceover is that all of the syrup bottles seem like aunt jemima or whatever the plastic so much yeah it's a
0: plastic like corn like not like maple syrup right. comes in like a glass jar. Okay. Or jar I'm gonna jug. tell you. I'm gonna speak right now as the Canadian <laughs> on this panel, and therefore the maple syrup expert. Maple syrup can come in all kinds of containers. It is everywhere. Not in America, which is where the show takes place. Yeah. Well, Upstate since New York. Riverdale is a maple syrup town, I'm gonna say it's like Canada, and you can have maple syrup in any kind of container. And it makes sense if they're doing plastic because it saves them money, and then they make more profit. Also so if they are drinking bucketfuls of maple syrup that why do they not all have diabetes <laughs> okay first off the tiny little glasses they're drinking the maple syrup out of still holds like more syrup than i put on pancakes that's disgusting that was disgusting i was like w- nobody does that yeah i have a couple thoughts here so they show a shot of the cooper family throwing away an empty bottle i'm sorry wouldn't they not consume maple syrup if like they didn't like not the blossom syrup if that's there were sworn enemies yeah so i was thinking about that and i was like what did alice buy it as like an f you to hal after hal moved out like haha ha, we drink blossom syrup now or like we did gotta she stop buy saying drinking to, syrup did Ugh. she buy it to dump it out like, maybe that's possible all i can think of is like we went to this camp when i was in an ra and they were like showing you how to properly like clear off your tray and your plate and they would do where they would like show you how to scrape maple syrup off of it and they would like scrape the maple syrup into somebody's mouth and it was just like too much maple syrup and it was not even half of the maple syrup that we saw, like, drank out of a cup. So it was just, it's gross. Okay, I'm sorry. What? They have a dirty tray and they're scraping maple no, syrup Kate, into no. someone's so, mouth? Uh, so they t- it's like a clean tray and a plate. But they're showing you that you have to, like, fully clean your tray and your plate so that there's nothing on it. So they, like, pour maple syrup on a clean plate. And then they show you how to, like, scra- even scrape the maple syrup off. And then they scrape it into someone's mouth. And it really it stuck with me. So obviously it worked. That's, like, a vivid thing I remember from helping clean up the cafeteria in like elementary school is just how sticky all the trays were when we would have french toast stick day when everyone had maple syrup or, well it probably wasn't maple syrup you know what I mean that was Aunt yeah okay now a couple other things I feel like this is not how town industry works like just because there is a booming business from a town does not mean that that booming business is like consumed within the town like let's say you have a a you know I'm why the only thing I can think of in my in my head right now is like Because I live in Virginia, is like the the cash crops in Virginia for a long time were you know was tobacco. But just because there's like a tobacco company within your town doesn't mean that the people in that town exclusively used that tobacco. Like it's exported, it's taken other places. That's how they get money for it. You don't get money from just selling it to the people in your town. But like what it did make me think of is it was like Heinz ketchup had these factories in Ontario in Canada, and they sold the factory and laid off all the workers, and then French's bought the factory and that that's why French's has ketchup now, and a lot of people are like, "We only have French's ketchup because they're a Canadian company, and they like saved all the workers in this town." And so, like, it kind of works in that I, case. I guess. I guess I get it. I just, I guess, what I'm saying is, I don't think that the Blossom Maple Syrup is going to be like the cheapest option for the people living in that town. So I don't know why they're consuming it. Town pride, okay? It is the maple syrup with pep. Except everyone seems to hate the blossoms. It doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> yeah, but if they make a good product, then it.
1: Still, yeah, want to buy it, and and I there's guess. also the whole eat local movement, whereas you're supporting people in your city, even if you don't necessarily care for them. Yeah. So
0: I'm surprised they don't sell it at like a farmer's market. They they probably do. Also, the last thing I wanted to say now that we've been talking for like 12 minutes on this one scene is that Veronica pouring maple syrup out of the glass dish is so extra. Like, is she gonna put that back in the fridge? Do they like take that and then pour it back into the bottle? There's so much waste. There's only two people there. There's no way she's using all that syrup. I think we're led to believe that in Riverdale, they do use that much syrup. It's like a syrup gravy boat. Like, is that a thing? I mean, I don't think they're normally that big.
1: Oh, I've done the opposite. I've put gravy in a syrup... Distributor.
0: So, you have a syrup distributor?
1: Yeah, I didn't have a this gravy is boat. It's something that
0: married people have. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> this was like, we were hosting Thanksgiving before we were married, and we didn't have a gravy boat. So, I was like, well, we got to have something. And there is a syrup dispenser type thing. So, we got that.
0: But you still had one. Yeah, they got that. We like, bought they bought it. it for that. Okay. Anyway. Also, they probably registered for one uh, in their wedding registry. They probably have a crystal <laughs> maple syrup do. little dish. False. So I, I want one not. shaped like a cat. Wow. Alright. <laughs> of course you do. Let's let's keep going. Uh, well, you know how they have like milk dispensers that are shaped like cows, like cream and stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. My grandmother collects those. <laughs>
1: of course she does. The first pollen we're gonna be talking about today is with Veronica and Ethel. And so we kind of begin with Veronica being at breakfast and questioning Hermione if they're gonna have to make statements about Hiram's embezzling and Hermione kind of hints that they may have to do a little bit of lying
0: yeah and so we're hearing that Hiram has a hearing a criminal hearing and this is the first we've heard of that whereas like up to this point I feel like it's it's kind of been like yeah Hiram is in jail but obviously he's just like being held right now and there's been no like consequences or anything so I feel like that's important to know I feel like it's one of those things where they had enough evidence that he did something bad where he deserved to go to prison but they don't know how long he's supposed to be there for or maybe he's trying to appeal to get out and I I, I'm assuming that he was just being held before his actual trial but that he's a flight risk so they would not allow bail for him yeah makes sense so Veronica doesn't really want to lie and she sort of retaliates by saying like you need to tell Fred Andrews the truth about you owning the land because Hiram has found out that Fred and Hermione were a thing and that's why you know there's this whole war sort of from jail between Hiram and Fred except Fred like doesn't even know what's happening well and Veronica makes a very good point of this is a small gossipy town and you need to tell him before somebody else does honestly kind of surprised he doesn't know already well Fred is kind of dumb so yeah, but, like FP knew he could have like told him hey, you think FP is going to help Fred Fred fired him well that's true he also rehired him twice <laughs> yeah but like the people who get fired for stuff like that are not the people to be like, oh wow, I got another chance. They're like, remember I got oh, fired. That's true. I love how we're nine <laughs> episodes into Riverdale and somehow FP has managed to be hired and fired like twice. Anyway, I guess he's not currently fired, but he was fired sometime before the season started. Yeah. So then it cuts to Veronica in class, and Ethel, who we haven't seen in a few episodes, is reading like the most depressing poem I've ever heard in my life. Like, was this a thing when you were in high school that people read their poetry aloud in class? Okay, so. Kind of, except I do not remember anyone ever writing any poetry that was remotely personal. And it would be more like, oh, my poem is about like this one time I went rock climbing and it was kind of scary or something. Like it would be that kind of thing. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be like emotional. Or Mary it would be the first time she saw a cow. No, mine were just like jokes. I mean, I did, I did very occasionally, like I, I found some old diaries of mine from like middle school and I did very occasionally like write sort of poetic-ish kind of like ranting things, but they weren't good. Like, like I wasn't trying. They were, it was just like when you're feeling emo, but I never read them in class. <laughs> I'm trying to think like when I was in high school, nobody read poetry aloud in class. Nobody read anything they wrote aloud in class. And if I had written anything remotely personal, I would not have read it. And then when I did creative writing in university, we the only thing I remember us reading aloud for poetry was when we did found poetry. And I like read a poem that I just like took a bunch of signs and like mashed what the sign said into a poem. And then people were like, that was so good. And I was like, it wasn't good. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I do recall in high school, we did have a poetry unit, but we just had to analyze like actual poems. We didn't write any poetry. And then we had to read poems, but it was just like pick a poem and read it. And I read like one of the sorting hat songs. And it was like, even if you wrote a poem, you would never like read it. Like I like, I like won a poetry contest, but I never had to read my poem once. I just like got a check for $15. There are a few tropes that happen in so many TV shows that aren't things that happen in actual life. And there were a couple from this episode, but this is definitely one of them, the reading poems in front of the class. So Ethel's poem says, they put me in a wooden box as I desperately opposed, but all my screaming was for naught. My mouth had been sewn closed. Curled up in a bed was just a girl needing daddy's arms to hold her. I don't know if that was it. That's all we heard. Um, Can I just say, please don't say daddy in class in a poem either. I feel like we've shown several times, just don't say daddy ever. Just never say daddy. I'm just... Ugh. I'm sorry to all of you daddies out there. No. Unless you're saying river daddies, you're not allowed to say daddy. You're not even allowed to. Can we just call them river zaddies instead? I mean, that's okay too. I guess we can call them river zaddies. That's fine. We can make a river zaddy calendar. Oh, my God. Can it just be FP every month? (laughs) Uh, No. There's like going to be one or two shots of Sheriff Keller in there. Sheriff Keller's not that hot. What about Jason? Um, He's
1: a river zaddy.
0: Oh, my God. Jason, stop. Okay, Hannah, obviously, you're just like innocent or something but just because someone is a father (laughs) does not mean they are a zaddy. Oh, I, w- I wasn't even thinking that he was a father. I was kind of confused. Okay, it makes more sense now. Yeah, no. no it makes the same amount of sense. <laughs> no, no. Look, let me tell you some people who are not going to be on the River Zaddy calendar. Number one, Jason Blossom. Number two, Hal Cooper in his tiny little mouth. Oh, yeah. Number three, Cliff Blossom. Cliff Blossom in his newsy hat. And his newsy hat. Um, okay, you know what though? Fred Andrews can be in the Zaddy calendar. Like, uh, sure. I mean, he's, he's literally hot. called Dilphy in this episode we'll get to and that And you know later. what? I I wasn't bothered by it. Uh, I was bothered by it but I mostly just loved it. Okay are those the only daddies we know at this point? I guess. The only Rivers addies that I will respect are Fred Andrews and F.P. Jones. Okay good. Good times. Uh, so <laughs> Veronica seems to identify with Ethel and this okay let's just like sum up real quick Veronica's misguided ways. Basically she identifies with Ethel who's having a hard time because her parents are fighting because she She's like also had issues with her parents and has lost things. Except Veronica, you're still like a little rich kid. It doesn't count. I mean, to be fair, Ethel's also still a rich kid because we saw her indoor pool several episodes ago. But I don't know. I just feel like it, it it really lands flat for me everything that Veronica tries to say. So Veronica's talking to Kevin, and apparently Veronica was a really mean girl like a year ago. And I'm just so I don't understand how Veronica went from being this horrible, horrible person into being a good person. Like I know she wanted to change, but man was she mean okay. to be fair she's also still the effing worst it, true but like <laughs> she at least she's trying but yeah she tells kevin how last year at spence which by the way i looked up spence school a private k-12 all-girls school in manhattan checks out we didn't uh didn't didn't have a close window cigar on that one but her best friend katie and her terrorized this girl Paige and made her drink gutter water and the girl changed schools gutter water from new york by the way is literally just urine also something something that i just want to point out here is this like a secret little hint or like a weird crossover that veronica's friend was katie Keene? <gasps> oh, oh i bet she was that's a good call um but yeah like just again if for anyone who has not been to New York, uh, any of the water in the gutter is literally urine and garbage juice. Like that is I'm like Paige died after that. Like she did I, not I also survive. I just don't know how you can force someone to drink gutter water. But anyway. So, yeah, real quick. Back to this Katie Keene thing. So for anyone who doesn't know, Katie Keene is another comic book series written by Archie Comics. And there's going to be a show, a sort of Archie Comics spinoff show, Riverdale spinoff show uh, about Katie Keene that's going to take place in New York um that's coming out I don't know when it's this fall this fall I think yeah starring Lucy Hale I'm thinking that even though this might have been just like a you know this was several years ago when Riverdale was still in its infancy and they didn't really have everything planned out definitely did not know that Katie Keene was ever going to be a spinoff I do think just based on the spelling of Katie being K-A-T-Y in this episode I think that it probably was at least from the writer's perspective like oh this is a funny little thing to throw in so even if it doesn't really pan out to me Mean anything? It's, yeah, it's funny how they like put in these little Easter eggs, and then they can't like make their plot lines fit together. She basically feels really bad and wants to make Ethel feel better, so she decides to do like a self-care day thing with Ethel. She's like, "Kevin will be there, don't worry." And Kevin's like, "Huh? I will," which of course he is, though, because we have Kevin being obsessed with Veronica Lodge at this point in the show. So <laughs> I I love Kevin and Veronica's l- relationship, kind of where he just sort of like checks her and and is like. The the only person who's kind of brutally honest with her about how mean she is sometimes but he also definitely just like loves her lifestyle so yeah he's obsessed and also like just is kevin's hair dyed black in this episode as the show progresses his hair is not black anymore and it felt really dark in I this episode i don't that. know i didn't notice that but i did notice that archie's hair looks way better in this episode than it does in most others like it actually looked a normal red hair dye whereas like now it's like way too bright and, well like, i also feel like it probably didn't look better but because it it was in contrast with the really, really bad dye jobs of all of the Blossom board, it made it look better than it is. So the rest of this
1: Veronica plotline can be pretty much summed up in that Ethel's dad invested in Hiram, which is Veronica's dad. Now that Hiram is in jail, Ethel's dad is having financial issues. He attempts to commit suicide and Veronica goes to apologize and identifies herself as Hiram's daughter. And then Ethel's mom gets upset. But at the end, they have some closure.
0: Here's the thing. How do they not know her name's Veronica Lodge? That's, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I've noticed something is something that particularly Veronica does is she loves to say people's names. I mean, pretty much everyone in Riverdale does this. I know Betty has a weird thing where she needs to say Jughead's name and every time she talks to him, but Veronica, like, she'll end every sentence with the name of the person she's talking to. So like, oh, let's go to lunch, Archie. Or, oh, me too, Ethel. You two are the only people in the room. You don't need to say each other's names. People don't talk Talk and say each other's names that often unless you're on a podcast and you're trying to throw it over to someone, Hannah. <laughs>
1: so with this though when she states her name Ethel's mom does not know her last name and Ethel's mom knows more about the situation with Hiram so that's why the information is revealed
0: we've we've established that it is a small gossipy town that's true how would they not know there's not another Veronica in this town probably like how would they not know that Veronica is a lodge like I feel like for people who say names so much they probably tell their parents like first and last names plus we did it twice we did it twice this episode Ver- there's a whole moment where Hermione doesn't realize that Ethel is Ethel right. Luggs. And then later on it's like, I'm Veronica. Veronica Lodge. What? You're a Lodge? No way! Who else would look exactly like Hiram and Hermione and have that hair color and those expensive shoes and buy, like, probably $80 bouquet of roses. I can buy that they maybe don't know that Ethel's last name is Muggs or even connect that like, who her dad is because who who are the Muggs? We don't care about them. But the Lodge family is, like, a high-profile family in the news For a while. There's no way people, like, wouldn't have seen, like, Veronica on the news before. It just, it doesn't add up. Yeah, I I really don't think it does. But, oh, well, it happens. We're just gonna move past it. Uh, The other thing that weird that happens in this plot line is that Veronica tries to make Ethel feel better by giving her some weird clothes, like a tiny little hat and fur thing. And, like, went, no, those are not practical. Well, but she doesn't know about practicality. Uh, Clearly. So, I, I don't know. And then, uh, Veronica rips her pearls off and she's sad about it. So. And you know what would have made more sense? Giving the whole pearl necklace to Ethel. It would have. And like letting her family have the money because that's probably worth so much money. And then said, she's like, you know what? I'll rip it off in a dramatic statement and leave it on the floor. No, that's worth money and can help someone. It made me so mad. It's it's upsetting. The other things that happen sort of tangentially related to this plotline or the lodges is Hermione does end up telling Fred that he is working for Lodge Industries and he is like justifiably upset about about it and she kind of he's like oh but you know I'm trying to make the company legitimate and he's like storms out and gets all mad because he's caught up in the middle of a war between Hiram and Clifford at this point and at the end of the episode Fred tells Hermione he's like fine we'll keep working but we're not dating anymore and I want a 20% stake you know of the share of the land and Hermione's like oh that's kind of a lot and he just looks at her and she's like yeah it's understandable <laughs> so at least he's standing his ground Tired tired of being caught up in this.
1: Yeah he's actually doing something
0: instead of just trying. Until I see a deed of him owning 20%, I think he's still just trying. Yeah, and I think there's a problem we could track throughout this episode of the Andrews boys are not necessarily the best at uh, getting things in writing. (laughs) So we'll keep going. They're just dumb idiots. They are. All right, let's move on. Archie and Cheryl and the rest of the Blossom family. If music be the food of love, play on, play on. No, stop. I know that Cheryl is from like a different century than everyone else and just says, weird things all the time but I don't need this but what I did need is her skirt in this scene oh her clothes throughout the episode are pretty iconic I really liked like this first outfit from the opening scene as well as when she walks into Archie uh, auditioning I was like Yes, I want this outfit. Ooh, a cable knit sweater. I'm interested. And so she's like, hey, every year we do the tree tapping ceremony where they get like the first bit of sap from a maple tree and it is ceremonial and she's never done it without Jason. And it's a big deal. And she wants Archie to be there. And Archie's like, I have a girlfriend. And I was like, who? <laughs> And uh, I forgot Valerie existed. <laughs> yeah was Valerie in last episode at yes, all? I don't
1: remember think she was. Archie abandoned no, her. No, I don't. He painted he her. He abandoned her. He was like, they were in the room together. Oh yeah, they were
0: like about to make out and then he was like, gotta go. And I was like, did she have to crawl out the window? And left her in his room. That was great. It's kind of weird because Cheryl wants Archie to come as her date to this tree tapping. And I don't know, I guess you sort of get the feeling that her parents kind of convinced her to do this, but she, she kind of like kind of uses Jason's death as a guilt trip, but then also is kind of seemingly genuine with Archie when she's like, oh, I, you know, you're the only one who defended me to Sheriff Keller, and my family wouldn't but then she also just like awkwardly looks at his hair a bunch of times and you can tell it's like you're the only redhead I know <laughs> so so he like says no I have a girlfriend Cheryl leaves is upset or whatever and Penelope comes to find him and is like if you go with Cheryl we will get you into this like fancy music summer program and it's so weird the Brandenburg Music Academy which I also looked up and as far as I can tell might be a real place hold on I looked it up and it looked like a real place, but now that may just all be Archie Comics stuff. One second. Brandenburg Music Academy. Well, there's a Facebook page, but it appears to have no likes. So difficult to tell. I think it's fake. I think or it's fake. Or if it's not fake, it's not very prestigious. Yeah, I don't think it's real, actually. I'm going to go with not real. Put it on the post-it. It's not like a close window cigar, I don't think. I think it's just a made-up place. So Penelope's like glad because he gave her the jersey back and she's like, Oh, you're gonna be great with Cheryl. And Archie kind of finally says, Okay. And clearly Penelope just like thinks that he looks like Jason. She's standing way too close to him in this hallway. It's very upsetting. Everything that the Blossom Women do is very weird in this episode. Yeah, so Archie sits down and tells all his friends that he's planning on going to this tree-tapping thing, and this is just another great moment between Veronica and Kevin, where they both at the same time, Veronica's like, Oh, that's terrifying. And Kevin said, that's amazing. And then Kevin just gives this look to Veronica, like, girl, get on the same page. And it's just my favorite. I love that part. I'm happy with it. And Jughead calls Archie a gigolo. So, which, like, uh, fair i guess but like god you would think the blossoms could afford someone better (laughs) yeah so this is another plot line like i said that is is something you don't usually see in real life but happens all the time in these kind of shows i could think of at least a couple times it's happened in cw shows recently where a rich family basically buys like a young kid from another a poor family or a you know a low-class family but like it's literally the plot of the newest noah's sentinel movie on netflix a perfect date which also actually has the um actress who plays
1: yeah camilla Mendes. wait in that
0: happens the- oh well don't they like buy him to date people or something yes. yeah like that's his whole thing is that he literally creates an app to go on dates with richer people so that he can like make money for college nice that's the whole plot of the movie i haven't seen that yet it's Maybe not very good but i want them to keep making netflix exclusives with noah centineo so i'll watch all of them i feel like he could be on riverdale he's too good for Riverdale. Mm, is he though? <sighs> Honestly, can we put him in a red wig and he can replace Archie? Maybe he can be Reggie. I was going to say, he kind of reminds no, me of Reggie. we already organized. have the perfect Reggie. You're right. Does Reggie have an older brother?
1: So the only person who really thinks this is a good idea is Betty, because she wants Archie to talk to Polly to make sure that she's okay.
0: So basically, Betty's just using Archie. She doesn't actually yeah. want him to go Betty's do this. like, I think it's great. And then she's like, hey, while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's like no break in it. It just is... I think it's great. You know, I'm really worried about (laughs) Polly. Something I do like, and I'll keep mentioning this till the day I die, but I really do think the show skipped over, like, the Betty having a crush on Archie thing too fast. And you notice that there are certain exchanges that Lily Reinhart uses as Betty that like looks that she only gives to Archie. Like she doesn't she gives him a certain look and sort of talks to him in a certain voice that's not the same way she talks to Jughead. Well, what it's is like that a certain separate voice? smile. You know what? I Mary's not very good at it, so No, I, I think it, we should hear her out. <laughs> and Archie while you're there, can you talk to Polly for me? I'm really worried about her, Archie.
1: Wait, I thought Veronica was the one who said the names.
0: You know, I, I just needed to add some more words. Mm. I don't have a script mm. written down. Okay, I tried. Anyway, but no, it's more <laughs> of a look that she gives him, like this, like little, like smile thing. I don't know. It's, yeah, I can't it's do kind it. of like a longing look. You know, just yeah. I just, but I definitely I'm, think she's just using him. Yeah. which I like. I'm glad that the show skipped over Betty being interested in Archie because Betty's so much better than him. Sure, I guess. So, shall we get to the tree tapping? Ah, yes. Basically, Cheryl wears a ridiculously short dress considering it's snowing outside. It's just not weather appropriate. I mean, you guys just don't get winter. Like... (laughs) It's I'm fine. sorry. What? It's cold in Virginia. Is it is it cold in Virginia? Yeah.
1: Does maple season actually start in the winter?
0: Yeah, so it happens in the winter, and what you do is you get the sap and then you actually like mix it with snow and eat it as a treat. Are you serious? That's a thing in Quebec. <laughs> We're not in Quebec, okay? We're in Riverdale. Sorry. <laughs> Alright. So there I, I do think there's something kind of nice and like it's both eerie and soothing at the same time of all the blossoms like wearing red together and stuff it's like with the snow it looks it looks nice it's very appealing to the eye but also definitely like a choice statement here they whoever said they look like a vampire cabal was right that was alice yeah alice was right i mean they kind of do also so fun little some more french for you i assume this is french uh entree new which is a phrase that cheryl uses that i did not know but looked up and it means like just between you and me We and yeah it's kind of like because she uses it like he asked archie asked cheryl a question she's like you know know. Entree, new, they're the blah, blah, blah. Because new is what you use when you're talking about like the formal we basically. Okay. It's like how um if you're talking to someone like and you're saying you like the informal you is to and then the formal is vu. So what does entree mean? And that's what I'm trying to think because that enter or like to go in. So I guess it makes sense to be like between us. Yeah, I think it might just be one of those phrases that kind of like the direct translation doesn't really mean it. I think you can kind of extrapolate that. It's like like between us because it's like enter us right um i think that's right gregory mcbean can help us out with that thanks thanks greg so yeah cheryl confides in rg that the board of trustees are all there who just basically all the other blossoms who are here for this episode they think that clifford is losing his group on the company and that he doesn't it doesn't help that jason died and polly is here and she's pregnant and unwed and everything's just kind of like going to shambles and they also don't seem to like cheryl very much uh clifford talks about how he used to always do the tree tap and then when his son became of age, he started doing it. I'm sorry. What is coming of age in this scenario? Like 13? I, ass- I assumed like 16. Because like coming of age in America is 18. So I don't really know what they're talking about here. I guess I could understand if he meant 13. Because if it's like 16, so he did it for like two years, maybe max? Yeah, it's not, I not don't even. Know. It's very weird. After like Cheryl goes up and does the actual tree tapping with Archie holding the bucket steady, because apparently that's like a crucial thing to hold a giant bucket under a tiny spout. It's hard to do that steady I guess. It has like you could just stick the bucket on the spout. Yeah that's literally the thing is you like put the handle of the bucket over and it hangs there but anyways they're walking back and Archie like defends Cheryl to some of the other Blossoms and she's like yeah and I have a 4.0. Okay so but for everything to make sense she has to have been held back. Right. So like she, was she held back just long enough that she's now one of the smartest in the class? Like I, no, I don't think that's I, how I it think works. This is why I've always ha- debated with you when you say like oh no Cheryl we've decided is held back because I never agree with that because of this scene because of this scene where pretty they talk sure about pretty you it seem agreed like she's, with it and brought mm, it up as an option I'm pretty sure we have that i pretty sure tape. I said that she could have been held back but you're like oh yeah definitely I'm like but the thing it's is it's the I, only thing that makes sense no but I always mention it doesn't make sense because of this scene where you they have make never it seem brought like this really scene smart. up before I think I think that Jason could have potentially been pushed forward a grade Polly could have been slumming it with a sophomore or that's disgusting. I no. <laughs> actually no, because it still doesn't make sense. Because then he still would been captain a of the football freshman. team. Yeah, I don't know. None of this like, makes any sense. I feel like it only can make sense if Cheryl has been held back, but then she's getting a four point. It just doesn't add up. They they should have figured this out. Even if Cheryl was held back, Jason is still the captain of the football team as a sophomore. I mean, maybe he's like really talented. Yeah, but Archie was know. gonna be
1: the captain of the football team,
0: and that yeah, okay. also is implausible.
1: Well, Reggie is now, and he's the same grade, so it's
0: yeah. But we like Reggie. So stop. <laughs> I don't know none of this makes any sense either way cheryl is smart i don't know it kind of makes me feel bad for cheryl during this scene just because she is someone who shouldn't be underestimated and she does have drive like she's a little out there and she's not like the nicest person but you can understand why because her family kind of sucks so and know. like even the extended family is just so rude yeah so i su- i assume these are extended family oh. and the other sort. thing too is so like there was some really great fashion in this scene like even polly had a really great red trench coat on and then archie is in Friggin' jeans. <laughs> hey, at least he and wasn't he wearing looked, his Letterman jacket. <laughs> honestly, I would have liked that better because at least that goes with jeans. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of weird though. They all take a picture, and let me just tell you here. Let me tell you, this picture makes no sense <laughs> because it's like I get that they're doing it because they only have the important people up front, which is basically the Blossom family, Archie, Polly, and then these like two randos who are the ones who are bad mouthing Cheryl, who basically are the only ones with lines in this episode, who are not or who are from the like extended family. Like, it's the board of trustees and, for the Blossom right, company. Right, but all of the like other board of trustees people are just sort of scattered in the background of the picture. They're not staged well. You can't see like most of them. Like you can see like the tops of their heads. Like it's a terrible like group photo. Like you're supposed to do like tall in the back or like have like levels and have like people squatting or like curve it around so you get, I don't know. Anyway, it basically, it's just a really bad photo and I don't know why they take it like this. And, Mary's I mean, just mad no one's doing a sorority squat. It's just not professionally. They have a professional photographer there and they're not trying. But also, I just don't buy
1: it. The camera that the professional photographer was using was like a nineteen forties camera, right? Wasn't it? Some so really they probably old stood camera? there
0: for like twenty minutes. Yeah, to I was going to go say, off. yeah, it's like a Victorian one where they can't smile because they have to maintain yeah. that for yes. half an hour. I buy it. So anyway, it was a weird moment. And then when they get back to, I guess, the house, Clifford talks to Archie, and he's like, "Hey, so we're gonna have like we're gonna keep giving you perks as long as you hang out with Cheryl." So. You need to come to some banquet thing And I'm gonna get you a new suit And Cheryl's like, yes, come I'm wearing Viridian Which I didn't know what that was So I had to look it up And it's a color It's not a shade of red It's a bluish green But I assumed when she said I'm wearing Viridian That that was like a Like a designer or something So I was confused Yeah, and not to skip ahead too much The blue gown that Cheryl wears In this episode is absolutely stunning It's really pretty It's a really really pretty pretty. I like the choker she wears with it too Yeah, it's weird that During a Blossom event She's not wearing Wearing red, maybe but she has like... like her red lips and her red nails, yeah. and it's like true, it's honestly a power move. I'm sorry, can we hear the nail sound again? Just like what her red nails might sound like if they were tapping on a phone. Appreciate that, but Thank you. <laughs> apparently
1: Thank you they didn't have phones because, or at least cell phones, because the way that Betty is trying to communicate with Polly is through calls and emails. Yeah, it, she. So it's still we don't know exactly what time frame this show is shot in because we get so many mixed signals, at least in this
0: season. Yeah, it, it's that's fine. So Cheryl brings Archie a guitar to his house, and it's some kind of fancy, and it's a Les beautiful Paul. Gibson Les Paul. Yeah, which means nothing to me. It's also it's a lot of, those, of money. This is when she calls Fred dilphy by the way. Uh, and he's she just goes, like, You're looking hey, dilphy tonight. Cheryl, I just love that even the parents, while they may not know Veronica's last name, they do like seem to just know who Cheryl is. And Fred is just like, OK, Cheryl, come well, on in. I, I assume <laughs> that Fred doesn't know what dilphy means. I don't know. I, I, I'm i like picturing later on, like Jughead and Archie are about to go to bed and Fred just pops in and he goes, hey, guys, you think what's a Dilf? <laughs> Zaddy of <laughs> the year doesn't know what Delphi means. I mean, I don't think he's getting lots of the third ass. roommate in the college dorm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, so I-, I love how Archie seems like, he's like, oh, what kind of gift is this? While she sits the guitar case down, and it's only when she opens the guitar case that he knows what it is. It's like in Harry Potter, in the Harry Potter movies, where, like, they'll get broomsticks that are wrapped up and be like, I wonder what it is. It's a broomstick. I mean, what, it, hey, is it a mop? is it a nimbus? Is it a clean sweep? But they is act it like it they a don't fire? know
1: I thought it was Thunderbolt. Build. Is it Firebolt? Firebolt. Firebolt. Oh, man. Did you just say Thunderbolt? Yeah, that's so embarrassing. Oh we, literally, we literally just finished listening to the Azkaban, The Why was I like, going to
0: say that a Thunderbolt is the shape of Harry Potter's scar when that's not a thing? <laughs> okay, you two are both disqualified from this podcast. <laughs> I just forgot that it was called Lightning Bolt. It's... At least I know what the brooms are. It's, it is lightning bolt, though. Yeah. So it's I was closer bolt. than
1: fire. Because
0: thunder is a no, sound. No, it is firebolt. Firebolt oh. is the name of the broom. A lightning bolt is the shape of Harry's scar. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't be associated sorry, with you guys Sorry. We can anymore. just like hey, take that part I'm, out. Hey, sorry about that. There's a very big difference between Hannah's mistake and my mistake. There. I just got confused on which of thunder and lightning is the noise and which one is the shape. <laughs> and she <laughs> got confused about actual Harry Potter. Of fact. And then we uh,
1: talk about <laughs> Archie being at the tailor and he, he's like awkwardly in his boxers and like, wait, this is the opportune time for me to talk to Clifford because other people are saying, hey, Archie, the Blossoms are just using you. And then Archie wants to switch who is getting the benefit from the Blossoms. So instead of him going to the
0: music academy, he wants Clifford to drop the beef with
1: his dad, Fred.
0: Yeah, because, because Fred's upset that Archie's being bought out. He's like, yo, dude, like, I don't want to be bought by the Blossoms. You're just being used. Here's the thing, and this is off topic, but anytime I see any scene of someone getting measured for, like, a suit in film or movies, it reminds me of the episode of Friends. Yep, I was just going to say that. It's like, that's how they do pants. In prison. And I feel like nothing could be more fitting than Clifford Blossoms Taylor being yeah, like that. It's it's awkward. But, but I do love the fact that, like, he's standing there getting his jacket measured and they say, oh, okay, now we're going to do the pants. And Archie's like, wait. Before we do that. No, no, no. Do the pants first and then you can have this conversation. At least have something on. Don't be just turning around to talk to this your your friends-ish dad, who it's already weird that he's there in the first place while you're in your boxers. It's like a weird flex, Archie. At, like at the end of this fitting, Archie will put on his own clothes and he could have had this conversation fully clothed. He could have. But Clifford like kind of agrees, I guess, to this. And then Cheryl talks with Valerie about how she's close with Archie because I don't really know what Cheryl's goal is. Here, I guess, to break them up. And Val talks to Archie. He's like, yeah, they're buying you. We don't like that. And you should earn your place in the Music Academy, which is kind like, I get it. But also, like, you can't expect everyone to be as serious about music as you are. Like, I, I she's lying. I think if she did have an opportunity like that, she would take it. I don't think she'd be like, no, I want to audition instead. But like, I also feel like she would never need it. Like, she would be able to get her way in, whereas Archie never could. And like, Archie just shows how privileged he is to be like, they're just opening a door for me. Whereas it's like, no, like, Archie, there are so many people who would never have an opportunity that you're getting simply because of, like, looking like Jason. Like, it's just dumb. I I also would like to point out that even though I love her, uh, Valerie's outfit's also not weather appropriate this whole episode. She wears a romper and some high boots, and then she wears a really short dress and some high boots later. They look great, but, I mean, Betty's the only one dressing for the weather here. I just, I don't think you understand what cold is like. I don't. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Banquet, which Archie does go to, and Clifford's like, hey, Archie, yeah. Like, you're going to stick around. You're going to be by Cheryl's side. It paints a pretty picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. basically, like, what? Do they want her, him to marry her? I don't know. At least, like, date her for the time being to, like, appease the board. It's super weird. But you get the feeling Cheryl kind of overhears that. She storms out. Archie managed to have a quick little dance with Polly. Polly's kind of sketch, And she's like, oh, my gosh. I think the Blossoms killed Jason. Tell Betty to stop calling me. I'm trying to scope out this sitch here. So she's, uh, she's keeping things moving. But she's Arch- just your classic pregnant detective. Yeah yeah Archie goes out to comfort Cheryl and this is where we get some really great shots of her beautiful dress she tries to kiss him he has like a really awkward lipstick yeah. stain on the top of his lip for the rest of the scene it's really great and it's like again it's like hard because he has a girlfriend and she knows that and she should not be trying to make a move on him but also she is kind of right when she's like oh you're the only person who doesn't want anything from me and that's definitely like guilt trips him a little bit because it's not true because he wants like stuff from her family wait he wants stuff from her family but I don't think he wants anything like from her directly. He's not like trying to use her exactly. He's just, like using her parents. She pretty much immediately realizes that and gets mad at him instead. Um, but while Archie is storming out, he overhears the Blossoms talking about how they are close to getting the drive-in land back. I didn't think they had it in the first place, but okay. And uh, that how Clifford is like taking credit for sending Hiram to jail and saying that he potentially should have sent Hermione, but that he is is closing in on that whole deal. So why was Hiram's business is so entrenched in Riverdale. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why the blossoms want this land. Maybe this land is like good maple syrup tree land or something. Maple syrup tree, maple tree, maple yeah, tree. I was, I was gonna say you can just say maple tree, tree, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's great. I mean, like Archie, this is why you need stuff in writing, like your father, because you, he, he thought he was getting stuff like this. Uh, music scholar, not scholar summer program. Yeah. yeah, because it was like, oh, if you come to the tree tapping, you'll get this music thing, and he came to the tree tapping, and so he should have got in the music thing. That's like, should be checked off the list and anything else that he was going to get for going to the banquet or sticking around with Cheryl should be bonus stuff. But instead, they take everything away. So like, what was the point of him going to this stuff? I don't think you can trust the Blossoms is the point. You clearly can't. Can't trust Val either. You can't. Whatever. Val breaks up with Archie. You know what? Good. Val's too good for him. She really is. She's too good for him and the show and everything. Goodbye, Val. And us. Archie tells Jughead and Betty that the Blossoms put Hiram in jail And Jughead's like, oh my gosh, sounds good. We're going to put Hiram on the murder board then. So murder board, still a thing. Yeah.
1: I was thinking about that because after Jughead got arrested, you would have thought that they would have taken down the murder board or destroyed that evidence (laughs) they had somehow. But no, it's fine. This murder board can stay up.
0: They probably got Kevin to make them another one. Oh my gosh, probably. He had it
1: etched into his memory right so
0: yeah because of reasons I think it's kind of interesting that I know the Blossom family is already on the murder board but they took this whole thing to mean oh Hiram might have had motive and maybe that's why to kill Jason and maybe that's why the Blossoms are coming after him but I feel like if that was the case then the Blossoms would know that Hiram had killed Jason and they wouldn't they would like they would have brought that up yeah like I don't think they would have resorted to framing Hiram for something else or like arranging For him to get arrested for something else when they could get him arrested for murder. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to tell. And then there's like a weird scene at the end where Cheryl is sitting with the picture, the really poorly staged picture from earlier. It's black and white. Yeah. And she's taking a red marker and scribbling out Archie's face. I get that. And then she scribbles out Polly's. I don't get that. And they they do like a creepy scene where she's like, Good night, Pollykins, and then like is furiously scratching it out. Like it's just meant to make Cheryl look totally crazy. She's a storm. Yeah. It, it is very, uh, it's very revenge, though, if you watch Revenge. There's uh, a sort of plot element that has to do with crossing off people's na- like faces on a picture with a red marker, so. Kind of cool how the Kowski cast show's all coming together. Is it cool? I think so. And it's not uncool. All right, whatever. So, Betty, <laughs> Betty and Jughead, shall we get to the last plot yeah. line of the episode? Yes, we shall. It's a pretty short one. Basically, Betty's worried about Polly, because Polly's with the Blossoms, and it's like half that Betty is actually worried about Polly, and half half that Betty's trying to like get Polly back to make her mom happy because her mom's all sad. Yeah, Alice is really sad and upset and it is heartbreaking. But she's also
1: pretty badass. She uh, wants to write a takedown piece about the Blossoms and then Archie is kind of in with the Blossoms so they start to use him for information.
0: Yeah, as if he can be trusted as a mole. Yeah,
1: and that scene they kind of have a nod to Matchin's twin peak role where she was a waitress at a diner with the cherry pie but she's serving the pie with a butcher knife instead of like a pie server?
0: Well, maybe she doesn't have a pie server. I mean, if this was at the Lodge family home that she definitely would because they would probably, you know, like who has a glass syrup dish but doesn't have a pie server? I mean, in Riverdale, probably more people than you think. Well, someone who is making pie like that, like Machen is, probably has a pie server. Also, just something I wanted to point out here, just because I, I like to educate the people and maybe I'm just educating myself. At one point in this sort of thing, because Alice is also mad at Hal because she blames Hal for driving Polly away from them, and she calls Hal milk toast, which is a word that I have heard before and used before, and I knew the meaning of it, but I did not know the origin or the spelling. I literally thought it was M I L K T O A S T. No, ma'am. Okay, well, for anyone out there who is like me and thought that milk toast was spelled that way, no, it's got a Q in it. It's M I L Q U E. Toast. Did not know that. You guys are looking at me like I should have known this. No, so, I had no okay. idea. Okay, great. Glad we're not alone. So, Milk Toast is a word that uh, comes from Casper Milk Toast, who's a comic strip character, which I thought was even more appropriate, created by H.T. Webster for his cartoon series, The Timid Soul. Webster's d- described uh, Casper Milk Toast as the man who speaks softly and gets hit with a big stick, which makes sense. But, like, it's kind of weird that they're describing is that how the that the origin liked? of Casper the Friendly Ghost? That's what I was thinking just now. Do. I don't think so but it's definitely the origin of milk toast so I'm glad that we had this conversation hashtag casper milk toast or hashtag milk toast hashtag milk toast with the guy hashtag quit milk toast gas <laughs> <laughs> quit milk toast Hashtag milk toast with a K. I like that one, too. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, we're moving on. So, <laughs> Betty and Jughead talk to Cheryl, and they want Cheryl to pass along the information that Polly needs to call her mom. Cheryl's like, OMG, Polly's having twins. So, I guess the uh, crystal reading from last episode was accurate. I guess Nana Rose is um, a witch. So, I guess that really was the most, like, occult thing. Yeah. That Why was Nana be. Rose not in this episode, Can because she's, a she's up in her wheelchair like locked in a room oh failed. um okay well also isn't betty a vixen like why is she never wearing her cheerleading uniform and why is she never hanging out with the other vixens does she have any friends who are vixens or is it just does like, she
1: have any friends can't remember if her and veronica left for some reason like left the vixens i
0: don't think so i think they're all still technically cheerleaders i think it might be the kind of thing where like maybe they were dressed in their uniforms because they just like like to wear them at school maybe it's like an optional thing it's not like they were actually going to practice. It's probably like
1: a status thing. Like, hey, I'm a vixen, but Veronica's a lodge, so she doesn't need the uniform. I
0: guess. And Uh, Polly, uh, I mean, not Polly. Betty, just, I don't know. Remember back in, like, episode one, where she, uh, Archie, (laughs) where she got the uniform, and she was dancing around her bedroom, she was so happy. Yeah, and then look at what her mom did. Yeah, it's all her mom's fault. So, uh, Betty and Alice go to the register. That's a really old computer they got there. Yeah, and it's like, (laughs) the keyboard is like on the newer side but the rest of the (laughs) computer looks like it came from 1987. It's great. I used to have a computer like that used to play a lego racing game on it. We would we would race to see who was the first to crash their car because little pieces would fall off and then you'd just be like a little dude and you like run around and we'd like play tag because when the lego guys hit each other they sort of light up. Anyway the only game I played on like a super old computer was called rodents revenge and you were like mice and you were trying to eat cheese and hide from a cat and it was really fun and I've tried to find like simulations of this game since and I cannot find one. So if anyone knows how I can play Rodent's Revenge, let me know. I'll stream it on Twitch. Rodent with a K. Alright, so <laughs> that's me. I'm a rodent with a K because I'm a rat. Anyways, continuing on. The K is silent. Yeah, Hal, I guess, has been just like living at the register and Alice is like, OMG, look, we're going to publish this great article about how much the blossoms stink and Hal is like, no, I'm not going to publish your vendetta even though Hal hates it's the blossoms It's his Vendetta. Just as much, like yeah. I guess what he thinks like vendettas should be kept in the home. Like I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I mean, it is kind of like a weird thing to publish. Like they're fighting in this town. Whatever. He changed her password and then fires her from the register. I guess he can do. That. It's kind of weird to think that. The, like I guess I assume they were partners, but they're not. I guess, like, she yeah, I guess for he for him. Owned it, and she was just there. So she takes the very mature and rational step of throwing a brick through the door of the business. And I was all for this i was too but like it, it, i think it was good but i think she should have just like not said anything i think she should have just thrown it and walked away but instead she screams like i want my daughter back you bastard but like he didn't take her daughter except i mean well he like- chased her away by p- booking an abortion appointment it just i guess well I so know, so the idea in
1: alice's head of the events is that polly told alice about the dad making an appointment and then alice goes home kicks Hal out and says polly can come home now and then polly goes to the blossoms. So it's like in her head how caused that last thing.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. I just think it wasn't that powerful of a moment yeah. like with the with the screaming. But that's Yeah, fine. I didn't it, like she should have been like this it's about the kids, and run away <laughs> it's and it about would have been more meaningful. That would have been great. Yeah, so then Betty is like kind of crying to Jughead that her family's falling apart and there's like a really cute moment and he's like, "Oh, you're so much stronger than all the white noise and you're the one holding this family together. Don't let go and it's cute and, and then he says come here and they start making out i don't think they do i think they. it's really so they, cute no they start to kiss and then alice walks in no that was in the beginning no, that was like ready. a completely different scene wait is there more than one scene of them yes together? <laughs> yes this is like when they're in the newspaper office she does not walk oh, into that you're but right whatever. you're right okay guys just for the record it's been a really long week and <laughs> i've had a drink i'm sorry
1: but it's a really cute moment. I really liked this Bughead moment.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's really cute. Jughead's also really rocking these sweaters in this episode. He's dressing for the weather. People should take note. <laughs> uh, Betty and Jughead tell Alice that Polly's okay and that she's just there spying on the Blossom family. And then Betty and Jughead invite Alice to work at the Blue and Gold. Okay, like let me just talk about this because we, we can, let's just skip past the part that they're inviting a grown woman to work at the school newspaper and that she's seems down with it. But, like, how did the Coopers make any money? Because they say that the Blue and Gold, a school newspaper, has more funding. But th- have you seen the Cooper household? Like, how was that family making any money off of the one, like, tiny little paper in town? Well, depending on what year this show takes place in, newspapers used to make a lot of money. Well, we're at the awkward time when it's not like there's newsies standing on the corner getting five p- cents a pape. Although, Isn't that like, what Clifford Blossom is? <laughs> I was going to say Clifford Blossom has his newsy case so maybe that's his job he's the newspaper boy and that's why he
1: doesn't like the coopers
0: wow that's canon i would like someone to photoshop a picture of the like the playbill of newsies that's like the kid jumping up in the air but like photoshop clifford blossom's face on the front please i think you're gonna have to do that for yourself you know what maybe someone will oh i don't know all right (laughs) i think mary kwikowski will do that no i don't think so well that's pretty much all i have for this episode does anyone have anything else we just need to say who the most normal person is, and we can move to spoilers. Right. So, ooh, most. Normal. I wanted to say Val, but like, didn't we just give it to Val? No, Val has not gotten it. But I do think it is Val
1: going to save Veronica. Uh, she. So <laughs> she. Wants, I don't
0: think anyone who owns a tiny little hat like that and tries to give it away is <laughs> that normal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, normal
1: right. for Veronica.
0: Mm, that is not how we classify the most normal person of the episode.
1: <laughs> but that wasn't in the episode that she made the person drink the water. Okay, so my reasoning for Veronica from this episode was that she wanted her Hermione to tell the truth and that she sticks true to that and then comes clean to Ethel about the situation with her
0: dad. See, I don't Look, think that's normal. I think a normal person would have hidden that. I, no, I I agree that Veronica was a good person in this episode, but that does not make her a normal person. Fine. Valerie, Valerie, Valerie was supportive of her boyfriend until it crossed a line and then she spilled true facts and then she broke up with him. Yeah, that's fair. It's, fr- it's yeah, Val. you don't get more normal than that. Someone hit me up with Valerie's last name because I don't know what it is. Her brother is Trev. Trev. Oh, wait, no. Is that Valerie's brother? It is Valerie's or is that? No, brother. brother. It's Valerie's brother. It's Trev. Okay. Well, Trev has won before, ah. but now now Valerie's won. We do need to determine what the cringiest part of the episode was, and I think it was a relatively cringy episode. Okay, I have altogether. two. Hmm. So
1: Cheryl referring to Fred as a Dilf or the Blossoms bribing Archie?
0: I think specifically the scene of Penelope standing way too close to Archie or- or the scene of Archie wanting to talk to Clifford without pants on. Yeah,
1: I mean, there. Yeah, there's a lot of Blossom cringiness going on.
0: I Because, like, I can't cringe when someone calls Fred Delph because he is one. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> in between the Penelope one and the Archie and the boxers talking to Clifford. Uh, we um, can do a tie. The thing is, we did just give it to Penelope for looking at Archie Weird when he gave her the jersey. So maybe... Fine, we'll do it Clifford to... and
1: the boxers.
0: Okay, everyone. Well, that... Is is pretty much it for this episode in the non-spoiler section. Feel free to stick around to hear our spoiler talk that spoils everything up through the finale of season three, potentially, of Riverdale. If you are tapping out now, thanks for joining us for our update and <laughs> was we'll be a, back. Was
1: that a maple pun? Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for tree tapping with us. If you're gonna tap out, if you're gonna no wait. If you're gonna Thanks for sticky mapling with oh, us. No! <laughs> Nope, okay, moving on. Thank you for joining us and we'll be back next time for our recap of episode 10. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary on every platform and if you're interested, you can check out the revenge stuff from this podcast and anything else that may be coming in the future. You can find everything online at KowskiCast.com. That's Cal with a K. You can also follow KowskiCast on Twitter if you would like just updates about the podcast and nothing else about reality TV, which is pretty much the only other stuff I tweet about. So if you don't want to see that, just follow Kowski cast and maybe that'll be a thing. <laughs> and you can also follow me everywhere online at Kirsten said what. And you can follow Hannah on Instagram. And it's at Hannah V dot EXE. No, wait. There's the E at the no, end. No. There is an E. Hannah V E E X E. It's exe, still
1: too is- hard, guys. I gotta I it's, gotta look, do something else. It's just else.
0: hard because Hannah's a hard name. It's H A N N A V E dot E X E. It's H. A N N N N -N A. Not anymore. V E E dot. E X E (laughs) with a K the K is silent Um, (laughs) Hannah with a K so that's pretty much it you can also check out I'm not sure when this is going to drop so it may be a little bit of time before this happens but you can also check me out on the uh, the real weird sisters podcast I am doing a special sorting hat episode with them about Hunger Games so feel free to check that out on the real weird sisters if you would like some Harry Potter stuff I know that while Hannah and kirsten may not be up to date with all their harry potter facts i at least am <gasps> i know harry potter i just forgot whether thunder or lightning was the noise mm, okay sure anyway anything else you guys would like to plug um no i think we're safe to move into spoiler territory great all right spoiler time boom spoilers i think
1: when we get to season two we'll need a new song oh you okay. can
0: you can compose that hannah sure feel free to start singing some more spoiler music and i'll make it into a song get it this out. Lead. 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 This out. So I only really have one spoilery thing Same. and it's that Polly is infiltrating the Blossoms but like pretending to be brainwashed by them the exact same way Atlas pretends to join the farm. That's exactly Why is it what the exact same storyline? <laughs> wow, I did not even have that. Okay, yes, except Polly's at least smart enough to tell people that that's what she's doing. But I feel like Betty should have like been more wise to this when it was Alice because she had lived through it before. Does Polly get any good intel? I feel like Polly doesn't get any good intel. I don't think Polly gets anything. I mean, she just has the babies and like runs away. I and mean, like, she gets spooked. Yeah, she gets spooked by... By them when she finds out about the Incest Gate but like she she finds out that they have the ring and that Clifford Blossom wears a wig and that's it. Yeah and then oh I actually had one other spoilery thing and it's because there's the scene where Clifford is like I wonder if Jason would have ever like tried to look out for me like how you're looking out for Fred to Archie and it's like obviously he wouldn't have because you killed him so yeah. Truth. But I just found that was like a, a very interesting scene knowing that he yeah. actually killed Jason. Yeah, it definitely puts it in perspective. Couple things here. Hermione talks a lot about, like, wanting to legitimize the company and things and how she has put everything into the construction of the Sodale project. So, was building the for-profit prison Hermione's idea? Or was this an idea by Hiram and that she just started doing? Did they maybe not know what they were building yet? Like, I they, the show is presenting it like it's Hermione's idea and she's hiding things from Hiram in order to do it. So I don't know. To
1: me, it's still unclear if this is the construction or if it's still just the demolition.
0: No, they they were supposed to move to construction soon. Okay. Fred doesn't even know what he's building yet. Yeah, there's some plot holes here. Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure who knows all about this. I don't think the writers know. Does Fred own 20% of the for-profit prison then? See, that's like some more stuff. I feel like at some point Fred gets out. Like, does he get paid out? I don't know because he's not part of the group who builds the prison, actually. So I think he does get paid out at some point. I'm not sure. We'll follow that in season two. That's a season two thing. Season two problem. It's not for us today. Yeah, that's a future (laughs) Kowski-Cast problem. Yeah. So it's interesting how Penelope's plan turns out out in season three, it's super weird to see her being so happy and close with Archie now because n- nothing has changed from her speech in season three. All of her reasons for wanting to go after Archie and Betty and Jughead, those are still in place at this moment. Oh, I'll tell you what's changed. Well, she doesn't know how her son died. I guess that's the only thing. No, what's changed is that the writers figured out that they wanted Penelope to be the big bad between now yeah, and then. Kirsten, what's up with that? I, okay, you know what, I didn't come onto the show until season three, uh, and I had a really good idea to make Penelope the big bad, and we just ran with it, and it just—it's hard to retrofit stuff. Clearly, so. <laughs> Anyway, I just I found that to be a little interesting. Penelope is like a completely different character. Even in the way that she dresses, like Penelope wears a lot of sort of like the plaid business suit skirt looking things now. Season two of Riverdale is when Penelope just like start being a sex worker to make ends meet and then it really goes off the rails from there. I'm pretty sure she wore exclusively like long dresses and lingerie in season three. And we should all aspire to be more like her. We. Should We stand, Penelope and for-profit prisons. Um, No! (laughs) We do not! (laughs) Um, I've decided on some really good t-shirts we're going to make. So we're going to have one that says, I try like an Andrews man. I like that one. We're going to have one that says cow with a K. And then we're going to have one that says... uh, That's a
1: great one. That's my favorite, (laughs) I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had more i had more i had i I lost them oh we're gonna have one that says bughead and Varchi and phallus and veggie and And veggie it has to have
1: the best one
0: okay and coos um and (laughs) i think (laughs) coos would
1: make me not buy that shirt
0: Oh, that's the one yeah
1: (laughs) that's the one (laughs)
0: I just want a shirt that says it's in Chicago. <laughs> it's in Chicago. I will make that for you. So if anyone's interested in any of my fabulous shirt ideas. Also, I was going through some of our old episodes and on one of them, because we tend to just throw out random hashtags that we don't use, but I like to stick them in the notes in the description for the podcast. One of them just said hashtag dead body Jason. I like that one as well. So hashtag dead body Jason. Um, that's <laughs> oh, good no. So anyway, it's kind of interesting that Archie... Is a little bit weirded out by the whole blossoms giving him stuff, but he literally falls for the same exact trap next season with Hiram. Yeah. Well, but except he wasn't weirded out by the blossoms giving him stuff. But he was Fred at the was end. like, "You should probably give that back." But like and he, the only he reason he became weirded out is because Cheryl was interested in him and he wasn't interested in her. If he was also interested in Cheryl, he would have taken all of that without batting an eye, like he did with Hiram, like he did with Hiram in the car, and he doesn't take the. Stuff from Hiram because he's into Veronica. He takes it because he's in love with Hiram. (laughs) Maybe if Clifford Blossom wasn't so creepy, it would have been different in season one. That's also possible. I never really understood why Hal worked at the register. Like, not only do we have this money issue with the Coopers, but like Alice being a reporter makes sense. What does Hal do? Like, you don't ever see him writing stories.
1: Well, he may be the edit, the publish editor.
0: The editor. Yeah, the big guy.
1: So he doesn't have to write things.
0: I like to think that Hal just sits behind a desk and asks people to send him photos of the Spider Man. So he's that guy. What's that guy's name? Um, Something Jameson. Yeah. Probably J- James. Jameson. James Jameson? James, yeah, it's James like Jameson. That. Let's go with that. I think. I don't know. Can we get a shirt that says James Jameson? No, we cannot. We can Damn. get a shirt that says Hal's mouth's too tiny. I really got to stop making fun of him for that. Hal's mouth is too tiny. <laughs> <down. laughs> he has a tiny little mouth. Can we just get a shirt with like a really tiny smiley face in the middle of it? And then... <laughs> For like the rest of the smiley face is proportional a frocket that says how how okay so <laughs> reason number 145 why Bughead is better than Vargie moments like this in this episode with Jughead cheering her up and standing by her side and like I think it's just the fact that all throughout season 1 pretty much starting at like episode 3 Jughead and Betty's plot lines stay together for so long until parts of season parts of season 2 parts of season 3 but like for the most part no, parts of season 2 and then season 3 is just like, what the hell? Well, but but they're like... They're, we like them as an established couple and we believe that they're a thing because they have this whole season of like... F- supportiveness and being together and moments like the one we got in this episode with him comforting her. And I just think the issue I always have with Veronica and Archie is it's so physical based and it's so like they just jump from like hooking up to saying I love you when we've not seen any actual real connection they have beyond just like a attraction to each other. Well, and also... Which actually makes them the much more understandable like high school relationship, but whatever. I mean, well... Jughead and, and Betty are endgame. That was a Molly Ringwald quote. I don't think Molly Ringwald said that Jughead and Betty were endgame. No, she, said that, she said that Veronica, Veronica and Archie, Archie were endgame. And I, I was I'm, referencing it, you big yeah. butthead. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so this is the first time we also see the uh, Blossom Pool, which we see again one other time in the premiere of season we... three. Oh, yeah. It's in the scene where where we're like, where are the charred remains of the house? Yeah. What's Wait, happening? Right there. Yeah, it's pretty much all I have. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have miss. anything else. Do you have anything else, Hannah? No. Okay. No. Well. well, it was fun hanging out guys. I'm glad that we we have made it through my least favorite episode of riverdale and it's all uh up see i want to say it's all uphill from here because saying it's all downhill like i know that's a positive thi-
1: i really like the next episode it i sound think it
0: like should be i don't remember what's the next episode it's jughead's called?
1: birthday it's the lost weekend
0: oh i love the last yeah. weekend that's one of my favorites so uh I we get some nice imagine remembering season one zaddy fp in that episode Ugh, number one zaddy yeah you guys actually i need right. help so, i the- don't know
1: all the terms i don't know what a zaddy is we're gonna have oh we're nice. gonna Oh my god, I've got a
0: podcast you need to listen to that'll teach you what a zaddy is. Uh, the Zaddy calendar one? Yeah. So the two hashtags for this episode I think are gonna be milk toast with a K and and by that I mean spell out yes M I L E T O A S. Can we also have hashtag what's a zaddy? I think we can have hashtag River Zaddies. River Zaddies, yes, I'm into that. And the other thing is if you think that we are River Zaddies, you can rate us on iTunes with a five stars. And we will read it on the podcast. Can we be River Zaddies? Yeah, be, yes. sure we can. So a zaddy is just like a daddy, but like... It's like, you know how people call like someone daddy in like a sexy way, not in a like father figure yeah. way? It's like that, but like sexier oh (laughs) and since we uh that's another shirt we can have um it's just gonna say the word daddies with a big circle x through it because we don't approve of that on this podcast okay um also the kowski cast i just like to throw this out there again we do not condone underage drinking or murder that's probably not a thing yet might only be a thing in season three yeah except for apparently we endorse for-profit prisons no thank you (laughs) ma'am And exclusively wearing lingerie. All right. Thanks, everyone. We had a good time today. Tonight, whatever. Have a nice summer. Okay, bye, everyone. En (laughs) français. Certainly not Cheryl.